0: Hello and welcome to Comic Book Herald's explanation and background of Heroes in Crisis the 2018-2019 DC Comics event written by Tom King with art primarily by Clay Mann. Today, I'll be going into background for getting into Heroes in Crisis comics, what the comic book story is about, and a foundation for understanding what the heck is going on with characters and the universe and the places around this story, so that if you haven't, for example, been following along with every aspect of DC Rebirth leading up to this, you can, in fact, jump into Heroes in Crisis and have at least the the knowledge Understand what's going on with some of these characters and places. So, what is it? Heroes in Crisis is a nine issue event series with the solicited premise around a place called Sanctuary. That is a center in the DC universe where heroes and powered individuals go to deal with some of the trauma that comes with their lives. Much of the event's context is actually tied up in the real-world backstory of author Tom King, a former CIA analyst who served in two American wars during the 2000s. King is on record as someone who has experienced the sudden onset of a panic attack and has a unique background when it comes to exploring PTSD and anxiety, which is what Heroes in Crisis aims to achieve. The terms of or excuse me, in terms of in-universe context, the build to Heroes in Crisis has primarily come from references to Sanctuary, a rehab center for superpowered individuals. The center has been referenced in King's own work, most notably in two three-part Batman stories. You had Everyone Loves Ivy in Batman number forty-one to number forty-three, as well as The Gift in Batman number forty-five to forty-seven. I will give some non-spoiler background on these stories as I progress. Likewise, Sanctuary has been mentioned briefly in the pages of both Red Hood and the Outlaws, Annual Number 2, and Flash Number 51, with both Roy Harper, aka Arsenal, and Wally West, aka Flash, checking themselves in at the end of their respective story arcs. Somewhat intriguingly, Sanctuary has also been mentioned in the ongoing Doomsday Clock maxi-series written by Jeff Johns and Gary Frank, although I expect, at least at this early stage, that that is less of a necessary prelude tie-in and more of a perhaps interesting after-the-fact tie-in once we have some more information about what Heroes in Crisis is actually containing. It does seem relevant to mention early on that this is officially the first crisis of dc rebirth and the reason i mention that is that crisis is a very particular word it's particularly loaded language in the dc universe it's not something the publisher has toyed with unless they were telling a story with major ramifications on the dcu as a whole so although events like flashpoint or Dark Knights Metal, which came in 2017, have Crisis-like qualities to them. They are not officially titled as such. In fact, the last actual Crisis title in DC's catalog came in 2009 with Final Crisis, which was written by Grant Morrison. So, for those of you who are unfamiliar sort of with the DC Crisis history you had in the mid 80s Crisis on Infinite Earths kicking off the genre and of course this is one of the biggest stories in DC's history and it really deals with the the merging and the of the multiverse and blending basically DC's you know multiple decades long continuity together in a way that tries to make sense of how these characters that were around in the 40s could be operating in the 80s as well, and how there could be doubles and all these timelines. And, you know, it's really a continuity shuffle that then gets in this giant cosmic epic 12-issue story. You then had, in the early 90s, Zero Hour, A Crisis in Time. There was a pretty big break there for about a decade until 2004 when we had Identity Crisis, written by Brad Meltzer and with art by Rags Morales. We'll talk a little bit more about that, because Identity Crisis is, for all intents and purposes, the quote-unquote crisis that Heroes in Crisis is going to be most frequently compared to, and I'll touch on why that is. You had in the mid-2000s, Infinite Crisis, and then, as I mentioned, in 2009, Final Crisis. So here we are in 2018, and Heroes in Crisis is locked and loaded and ready to go with DC's newest, again, post-DC rebirth era, Crisis. So that's the context for what this issue is about in very broad terms, and I think there's a concern that people have, readers now, uh, regarding Identity Crisis. So Identity Crisis is a very popular DC Comics story, again, written by Brad Meltzer, the mystery novelist. He came into comics and wrote this giant DC event, seven issues, and it's a murder mystery set in the DC universe, and it's simultaneously now popular and increasingly critically re-examined as something that is very damaging to the DC universe of the 2000s. Um, in no in no short order, Identity Crisis both, uh, it, it both brings in adult themes and sort of a darkness to the edges of the DC universe that is very much intentional and is, is the editorial policy at the time was to darken the edges of the DC universe to make things more serious and Identity Crisis does that. And I think the reason it is very much critically reexamined today is the way in which Identity Crisis darkens the edges of the DC universe is, is troubling and it's upsetting which dark and adult themes can be, but it's also manipulative and perhaps performed in such a way, and the storytelling, that is is not a good faith effort to really deal with these themes so much as to shock and awe. And it, without spoiling Identity Crisis, because I think each reader coming into the DC Comics universe needs to check this one out for themselves and get a feel for it, But without spoiling it, you know, there are there's, of course, a murder mystery at the center of everything. But there are very complex and and trauma inducing um, events that occur here, like rape and like attempted suicide. And it is again, it's trying to take these characters and the Biff Pow 60s Batman, you know, Um, stereotype that has lingered with comics for for decades now, and it's saying, no, these are are real stories. And of course, this has happened throughout comics history over and over and over again, right? In the late 80s, you have The Dark Knight Returns, Watchmen, The Killing Joke, all these books that try to say, no, no, here's how serious heroes can be and they succeed in some ways and fail in others and identity crisis is is in a lot of ways another attempt to do that Um, so again i would encourage readers to to check that one out yourself i don't want to do a huge beyond what i've already done discussion of identity crisis at this stage other than to continue to say there's a there's a good reason Heroes in Crisis is compared to this. One is is DC has gone on record as saying Heroes in Crisis will be like Identity Crisis in the sense that there is a murder mystery at the heart of this big event that, that permeates the entire DC universe, but it's also clearly as a crisis a more grounded non-cosmic event. I mean like I mentioned in 2017 you had a crisis-like event in Dark Knight's Metal written by Scott Snyder with art by Greg Capillo and I'm on record as absolutely Loving DC metal, but that is a giant, wild, cosmic story that spans the multiverse of DC and Heroes in Crisis, at least at the onset, seems substantially more grounded than that. And again, it's dealing with uh, emotional components of being a hero as opposed to the big, bad action that uh, a lot of fans are more accustomed to. So, I think given that background and given that knowledge, there's some good reasons why the creative team behind Heroes in Crisis gives me confidence, and that's writer Tom King with artist Clay Mann, uh, at least primarily. And, And one concern I share is that King's most closely related prelude material in the pages of Batman is among his most uneven comics work to date. So let me be clear up front, Tom King is one of my favorite, if not the favorite, writer in comics today really since about 2016. King has written, uh, he had a stretch of three 12-issue series, you know, Mega Men for DC, he had Sheriff of Babylon for Vertigo Comics, and he wrote Vision for Marvel. And these are, frankly, three of my favorite comics of all time. All three series are inside the top 100 of my best comics of all time list, again, which is you know approaching 450 comics total anything inside the top 100 i think is an absolutely fantastic comic and again king has written three of them in there so he has proven his bona fides over and over now his time on batman he started as dc's batman writer with dc rebirth number one so he had a stint on Grayson, where he shared writing duties with writer Tim Seeley, and if you haven't read Grayson, it's one of the best New 52 books you can check out, but he comes on and he's going to be the Batman guy after the Snyder and Capullo run in the New 52, and his Batman run ships bi-weekly, which I think is important because it's coming out fast. And King has done some interesting things there. I think the run starts very unevenly. For my money, it doesn't really get its footing until about 30-some issues in, which is a lot of comics for somebody to write. I think it's interesting and I think there's attempts, you know, to to do some really compelling stuff. You have an issue like Batman number 23 titled The Brave in the Mold, which is a Batman and Swamp Thing team-up with artist Mitch Gerards and and or Gerards, and at this point I think I should mention King and Gerards ongoing work Mr. Miracle is the best comic of 2018 and I don't think it's really even close. Um so again, these are some all-timers here the king is producing but batman's not quite on that level although it hits it occasionally and one time it does definitively in my opinion hit all-time great level is a story king wrote with Clayman as his artist called super friends and it's a batman and catwoman and superman and lois lane double date and they go to a fair and it's it's one of my favorite comics um, uh, you know, short stories in quite some time, and definitely one of my favorites in the DC universe, I think, ever. It's very, very good. So, these two work together extremely well. They also did, I think, just a four page Superman story in Action 1000. This is Action Comics 1000th issue, and that four pager is one of the best things in the book. So, we know they're extremely talented, we know they're great, and I think that's why. This creative team, you know, it gives me confidence that they're going to do something interesting and not as deliberately uh, reminiscent of Identity Crisis as I think, you know, fans who view the series as problematic and troubling and damaging uh, might expect. So I think it's in better hands than a lot of fans realize. And of course, time will tell as the full nine issues of Heroes in Crisis and any related tie-ins come out. But I, I really have high hopes for this series and, and frankly, anything King and Man put their names on at this point. So let me go back to you know, the prelude comics that set the stage for Heroes in Crisis and get a little deeper into what we do know going into this series so you can have a full understanding. Again, if you go to comicbookherald.com where I have a reading order for Heroes in Crisis, on the homepage I have is a recommended order. I have the Heroes in Crisis order there. Otherwise, you can go to DC Rebirth Year 2, and you'll find Heroes in Crisis, the full guide listed there. And what I'll be doing is I list out all the prelude issues and where they're collected and where you can find them that I recommend you read. And I also list out all the uh, event issues and any ties that come up. So from solicits, we know an issue of Green Arrow is going to tie into Heroes in Crisis. And it's unclear if this is going to be a comic book event that has a gazillion tie-ins at this point or if it's just a handful. Um, my guess offhand, just given the the way solicits and, and DC has marketed so far, is that the tie-ins will be fairly limited, which is ideal. I think you want them to to really mean something and to be in, you know not too broad. A lot of times tie-ins in comics can really make an event Uh, unpleasant and can kind of diminish the impact so hopefully dc doesn't go that route with dark knights metal last year's event they were very smart about um, how many times to actually include and worked very very well as a result so sanctuary it's come up a couple times um, again in the everyone loves ivy arc in which poison ivy effectively takes over the world um, she wins. Ivy Ivy takes over everyone except for Batman and Catwoman, who is important to for people who haven't been following Batman. Uh, they are together. They're a romantic couple. And Batman and Catwoman find an antidote, but they're trapped in this world in which Poison Ivy has infiltrated control of everyone, including the Justice League, including Superman, including Wonder Woman, including Flash. And essentially, Batman and Catwoman have to find a way out of this insane, unwinnable scenario. And the way they do it, is through ivy's romantic and an important relationship with harley quinn and harley quinn is going to be one of the lead characters in heroes in crisis which brings us to booster gold role in batman issues number 45 to 47 the gift uh booster is trying to get a wedding present for catwoman and batman batman has proposed to catwoman quite famously in batman number 24 I'm not spoiling too much to say that i promise you and Booster is basically trying to figure out what the the perfect present might be and he thinks back to the story of story titled For The Man Who Has Everything, which is written by Alan Moore with art by Dave Gibbons in the eighties and it's a Superman story In which Mongol traps Superman with this alien flower, essentially, that envisions a world for Superman in which uh, Krypton doesn't explode. And he has seemingly everything he's ever wanted. So Booster alters the timeline in an effort to give Batman everything he's ever wanted. And of course, in this case, that would mean his parents still alive. And what King's really wrestling with in the story is, can there be a Batman if he's happy? Can Batman be truly happy? Can his parents be alive? And can you still have a Batman? And what Booster finds out in that timeline is, of course, this is uh, perhaps very difficult. And Booster comes out of the gift with, uh, frankly, much more mental damage than than I think fans of the hero would expect. So he comes out of that in need of help. And Ivy and Harvey or excuse me, Harley, come out of of Everyone Loves Ivy in need of help, and that's how they wind up at Sanctuary. And that's really all we know going into the first issue. So with that background out of the way, that's what you need to know for Heroes in Crisis to get into the event. I'm now going to talk a little bit about the first issue. Um, I've read it once here today. I'm definitely going to be reading it a second time. And what I'll say is that, in short... Uh, it's good. It's interesting. It's not entirely what I expected, which is good. It doesn't do, for me, the things that I thought were going to be the worst elements. DC really played up, you know, who's going to die. And they've used language like there's a mass shooting in the DC universe. And these are very, uh, dark and and troubling again ideas to be kind of tossing around casually and f- i think to its credit heroes in crisis number one doesn't abuse or or you know really play with those too lightly um i don't think it does that at all it tells the story in a, a narrative structure that is very much of tom king's um style if you're familiar with his work but it does so in such a way where there's you know, it's mostly people talking. Uh, it's mostly showing who some of these patients in the Sanctuary Trauma Center would have been prior to this murder mystery that is unfolding. And you simultaneously have Booster Gold and Harley Quinn fighting it out as apparent survivors of of this damage and killing that was done at Sanctuary. And you have DC's Trinity of Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman investigating the murders that occurred and sort of the destruction. Of sanctuary so you have this place that is de- designed and and intentionally made out to be the the hope and of recovery in the dc universe and you have its destruction and then you have these dc trinity and and harley and booster sort of trying to get to the bottom of why did that happen how did that happen i think there's a layer of of like surface level actually figuring out the mystery, and I think thematically, you know, you you quite literally have here the destruction of hope, and I think thematically, it won't be hard for people to see how that is relevant in today's world, how when you have things, you know, you have this intentional place of safe space, and it it is blown to pieces, what does that mean, what does that do, how do you go forward from there? and again this is just issue one we again really beyond the prelude issues we don't know a lot about sanctuary beyond what we knew going into this um we get some visuals of what it looks like which isn't quite what i expected we get a little more information about who was there and i'm not going to go into who was killed there or who died i'm not going to spoil any of that um you'll have to check out the issue for yourself if you like but again it's it's Really, there's not a ton of exposition in this comic. Um, if you hadn't read the preludes, I don't know that it would have made a ton of sense. Uh, so I would, I would highly recommend you read those initial comics I put on the Heroes in Crisis reading order before heading into this. Uh, and I do recommend people check out this issue, even if you are worried that it is perhaps like Identity Crisis, if that is a comic that bothers you. Some of you, many, many, people, in fact, love Identity Crisis and think it's one of DC's best comics. That is the more popular prevailing opinion. So I think it's important to note there that if you love that comic, that makes this one even more interesting, I think, and, and more likely for you to read. But I think even the people who think that that was, you know, a low point in damaging what the DC universe could be uh, should give Heroes in Crisis a look because it's it's not dealing with these issues in the way that I think maybe many people expected so there you have it the comic book herald overview of heroes in crisis hopefully that gives you some good background on on what you need to understand this event going forward and can help you enjoy it uh, as much as possible comic book herald is a a venture that is founded and and run by debusing that's me and you can find all my writing on comicbookherald.com and you can find support for the site at patreon.com slash comic so if you like what we're doing if you like the reading orders and the guides and the information that we're putting out there or the podcasts again which you can find at best comics ever please subscribe if you like uh, you can find all that at patreon.com slash thank you to our patrons for making the site possible i should also call out music for best comics ever podcast and all comic book herald related pods is from Anthony Weiss, Anthony, dot for more of his music. As always, thank you for listening, and enjoy the comics.